The Ford F-150 truck helps you get the job done in the smartest way possible. New features like the available Pro Access Tailgate improves access to bed and cargo, including when towing a trailer, so it's easier to load in tight spaces. Tough this smart can only be called F-150. Find your local Ford dealer at Ford.com. Pro Access Tailgate available starting spring 2024. See owner's manual for important operating instructions. Remember the Thai cave rescue? What about the mission depicted in Black Hawk Down or the epic rescue shown in Captain Phillips? You've probably heard of all of these, but did you know that U.S. Air Force Special Warfare played a pivotal role in all of them? These airmen are the most highly trained warriors on the planet. Other forces like the SEALs and Army Rangers call on them to provide skills no one else can. Not many people make the cut, but if you think you can, visit AirForce.com to learn more. All wrestling fans have that one match. The winner and new world heavyweight champion, the American Dream, Nasty That we remember every single detail. The one that made our hearts jump out of our chest. moment that took our breath away. CM Punk is leaving through this hometown crowd with the WWE Championship. I think he just kissed the WWE goodbye. The match that created lifelong wrestling fans. For life. Busted Open proudly presents the matches that made us. Hello everyone and welcome to the Busted Open podcast with a very, very special edition of the matches that made us. I'm Tommy Dreamer, and I'm joined by my fellow co-host, Justin Labar. Justin, how are you today? Good, Tommy. I love talking wrestling with you. Oh, hell yeah. And this is a, this is an important, important conversation because, uh, hey, it's what made us fall in love with this crazy thing called uh, pro wrestling. Now, I've known you for quite some time. I've worked with you. I know your story. Um, I know I, I found out recently that uh, you said your grandfather used to drive a lot of wrestlers around. Um, so you had an early induction into the wrestling business. But really, what was that match that made it for you that next level changed it? Because this has been your love, your passion, and you've been involved in this for for quite some time. now. Yeah, the match for me when uh, being asked this question, I landed on Bret Hart versus Rowdy Roddy Piper and WrestleMania eight in 1992. And it was for the intercontinental title that Piper was holding. Uh, I know Bret Hart has said that that was the match that put him on the map as well as during that time. Uh, that was a very, very rare clean pinfall loss to Roddy Piper. Um, I don't even remember how many times Roddy Piper has ever been, pinned clean and if you also think about that match uh what i have i still call that whenever that move happens sleeper and the guy i call it the the brett piper finish so monumental but why was it for you so key monumental because like i said i mean what is your earliest memory of wrestling well that's the thing it's 1992 was probably the year that i started 
watching in real time. I had seen, you know, just for clarity, I was born in 87. So I'm so I'm I'm just yeah at this point, you know, figuring out how to be a human being day to day and work a VCR <laughs> and um you know remember what I did yesterday type of thing. Right. And so this is when I started watching in real time. Now there's only four pay-per-views in the at this time for WWE and their Sunday superstars. Um, and so I'm starting to learn how to find destination, how to, you know, plan my, you know, plan my viewing prior to that. It was whatever I would see that'll pop on the TV. If my mom happened to put it on or, you know, that was pretty much it. But from this point on, I'm watching in real time and I'm, you know, now actively going out to the video store to watch stuff prior to 92 to, to, to learn about what I've missed out on, uh, in, in the, in the eighties and, and, and early nineties before this. So this, this is just it's there is the first real match I can remember uh, aside from the rumble, um, which with flair, which was great, but you know, this match is, it has a memory. And then this match also, I think s- subconsciously, I didn't realize that then couldn't articulate it. Then was the first time I was digesting and understanding a story being told to me in a pro wrestling ring. Well, you had two great storytellers doing it. Did you know who the two guys were going in or are you just, yeah, no, I was very, uh, I, I was aware, and I was very aware of what I think that the dynamic they wanted me to be aware of, which was, uh, I knew Brett, I knew that he had been in a tag team with the Anvil, uh, you know, I, I had saw, remember seeing things with them and the Rockers, so I knew Brett was kind of, you know, only a year or so now at this point as a single star, I knew he had had the IC title before, and he wanted to get it back, and then I knew Piper, even even though I didn't get to necessarily see all the early Mania stuff in real time, at this point, I at least was aware. I knew Piper was a name that had been around a little bit longer, even though he's only, I think, three years older than Brett. I, I knew that he had the more established, and he was the he he was the guy that was there. I I I, I looking back now, I I took all that in in some way or another. I understood the story here of Piper's got this title, and Brett, the younger, the less experienced, less proven, wants to get that title back. Um, and so that you know, I, I understood that dynamic, and 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 I went for the ride of it, and 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 what was a rare thing to see uh, of a good guy versus good guy. When we're talking about VCRs, uh, I could remember watching uh, Starcade, the gathering almost to the point where the actual tape was worn because <laughs> I would watch it so many times. Have you watched that? Did you watch it more than once as well as did this like, have you gone back now that you're in the business? Cause I know you've worked with probably both guys. Uh, worked with Brett, never got to work with Brody. Okay. Um, have you ever gone back as somebody who's in the industry and watched that match? Or also did you, how many times have you think, have you watched that match? Uh, several dozen. Yeah. I mean, I watched it again real time as it happened in 92. And then, you know, of course, you know, uh, recording it on, on the VHS and watched it so many times over the next probably three years. So, you know, I, obviously it sounds a little ridiculous. You know, I first watched it as I'm four going on five, but I continue to watch it pretty regularly probably you know many times a year you know until I'm probably eight nine years old and then yeah I you know went back and probably saw it many years later especially once you have the WWE Network and the access to see stuff digitally is easier uh and then I went I wanted to go back and enjoy it so I watched it earlier today just again to relive again and try to feel that try to see if I could recapture those nostalgia moments and also again just be able to articulate what I what I didn't know that I was knowing then that makes any sense Absolutely. Um, I, I remember from that, I was having my first ever I quit match. And then I went and watched Tully Blanchard 
versus Magnum TA in their steel cage. And I was like, let me see what I can try to use that they did. But I also just wanted to, and then I went back and like, same thing, like realized my fandom still. And I mean, I don't, I hadn't watched that match for me. It was a long, long time, but I'm talking now it's 2000 when I'm now rewatching something that I, you know, I think I was like 16 to mm -hmm. 17 when that match had started. Cause now I am, you know, pro wrestler, Tommy dreamer, but thrown in the mix and doing my own thing. But, you know, matches like that are special when, uh, I know like my life changed when I saw the match that made me and, um, do you have a specific point where it was just like, this is what I, my passion to was like, like for me, like as soon as I saw that little league meant nothing to me anymore. Um, I, though I was always a sports guy, but wrestling was my main fix was this was where, I mean, I don't think at five where you say, I want to do this for a living, yeah. but you're just this obsessed fan from this moment. Yeah. I mean, this, this moment, this general time period, I know that I, this is, this is what entertains me the most. And well, obviously, and as you know, like I, 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 to this day, I'm still a sports fan. I'm into sports, but this, at this point, it's like, this is what entertains me. There's nothing else quite like this. So these over the top, larger than life characters and what they're doing uh in the ring so at this point i knew i'm i'm watching this forever on and then you know some years later when i realized that it's something that could be an occupation or that it, that it is a business that people can work in in different facets yeah then at that point my mind was triggered of i gotta find my way in somehow bp added more than 70 billion dollars to the u.s economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in california and Starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Can you remember a time when you thought someone you disagreed with might actually be right? In the new podcast, You Might Be Right, former Tennessee governors Bill Haslam and Phil Bredesen pose that question to guests like Paul Ryan, Al Gore, and Judy Woodruff. Come for the stories, stay for the substance and expert insights into some of the most challenging issues facing the country, including affordable housing, crime, and education. Listen to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee, available wherever you get your podcasts. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling, the collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. After years of fine print contracts and getting ripped off by overpriced wireless providers, if you've learned anything, it's that there's always a catch. So when you hear that Mint Mobile wireless plans are $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan, you're probably thinking, what's the catch? Well, there isn't one. They cut out the cost of retail stores and pass those sweet savings directly to you. Say bye-bye to your overpriced wireless plans, draw-dropping monthly bill, and unexpected overage. 
All plans come with unlimited talk and text, plus high-speed data delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. It's crystal clear, and it doesn't kill my monthly budget. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash bustedopen. That's mintmobile.com slash bustedopen. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash bustedopen. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. If you could run us by how you were when you were watching it for the first time. Well, one of the helpful things is they had a promo backstage right before the match. Uh, and this was pretty common for WWE at the time, but this really helped because, again, being, being a youngster, like I don't necessarily have the capacity or didn't see you know anything that might have led up to this you know, any, any promos that would have been on superstars or whatever. So giving this a quick backstage promo, that helped right there. It helped establish right here. Piper is a champion. Uh, Brett wants his title back. And Piper's being a little comedic. You know, you know, he's talking about, you know, how he remembers Brett when they're growing up and he was knee high to a grasshopper and, and this and that. And then it gets serious when he puts his hands on Brett and it takes a turn. So right there, like, you know, it goes from comedy to like serious. So like the promo helped right there. Cause you see the promo and it immediately puts me right in. And now we go to the match. We go to their entrances. Um, you know, and you and you get this match where, you know, it's it's all grappling to start out. It's just it's just they're going to the mat. They're just kind of testing each other. And Brett's out leveraging Piper and flings Piper outside. Piper's embarrassed. Comes back and he spits at Brett, right? And then it's eventually Brett gets flung to the outside. Piper helps him back in the ring, opens the ropes, and then you even see that Brett's shoelace is untied. Piper says, "Go ahead and fix your lace," and then he sucker punches Brett. And it's like so you, I can feel this like okay. The, the, the older guy here, the established guy is not liking this youngster who's who's trying to out wrestle him is trying to outwit him, you know, and then that punch turns into blood. Brett starts bleeding. And I, and I that's another one that I, I realized looking back is that was probably my first time in real time seeing blood in a match. You know, again, I go back and watch things for previous years uh, and would see how you know blood could be commonplace given what type of match you're watching but this is my first time i think seeing blood so I, I i have to imagine that was an impact as well of like it just brought that much more um you know reality to it you know and then you know we're watching you know piper's just on top piper's on top and then brett makes his comeback but piper's stopping all these normal bret hart moves that i see you know the elbow from the second rope and so it's it's just just awesome back and forth and then finally the ref goes down and piper grabs the ring bell and now he's threatening he's going to use the ring bell, but he thinks about it. He looks left, looks right, you know, takes in the, the Indianapolis crowd, and he thinks better of it. He throws away. Nope, I'm not going to do that. I'm just going to beat him as I can beat him. And the next thing that happens, Brett swings, Piper ducks. Piper's got him in the sleeper. That's his finisher. It's going to be over. And Brett scales the turnbuckles, pulls a leverage, pins him one, two, three. And so, like, just that story of seeing, you know, Piper thinking that he's 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 not going to get out outwitted and out, and and beat by the youngster. He's going to do whatever it takes with ref down. Thinks better of it. No, I'm going to try to beat him honestly, and it costs him that hesitation. And then post match, seeing him grab the title and him crown Brett and raise Brett's hand. You know, so that just that entire story, uh, I thought really resonated with me. And again, little elements of you know seeing a good guy think about going bad but not doing it, seeing the blood. It all stuck with me. And, and oh, by the way, Gorilla Monsoon and Bobby Hino commentary also helping with the narration that only they could do with their chemistry. Absolutely. The the match when we have two great storytellers. But there was an interesting thing like with this. They were both technically baby faces at this time. I mean, Piper was a massive baby face and Brett was on the rise as this is the guy. 
And that, like, the simple things of, like, the veteran show, like, don't trust this. Like, you know, hey, I'm telling you, look at look at your shoelace, and then you get sucker punched. Like, teaching him, like, this is going to be the business if you're on top. And it, it's such the little nuances. And then, like you said, I'm about to do the wrong thing, but then I do the right thing. From there, I mean, Piper could have straight up turned heel after that on Brett, but he didn't. Um, he also personally liked Brett, but for what Piper did for him is what every veteran should do. And you also, you think about, I laugh when I say veteran, because I remember that thinking, oh, that's Piper's farewell. And if you think about, I believe he went to Hollywood for a little bit mm -hmm. uh, after that. And like he's not gonna he's he's done he's retiring and you've seen so many more piper matches after that um you said you never worked with roddy which is kind of surprises me um i just thought you might have met him in in uh passing but how did that feel for you working with brett yeah i, I mean i i i saw roddy in passing we were we were at shows together but i never got to work with him where with brett uh brett was a great thrill because brett was a situation where Brett was positioned as a manager, managing uh, Harry Smith, Davy Boy's son, uh, against RJ City, who I was managing. So I got to be the counterpart to Brett, which was a lot of fun. Got to do backstage promo, and that was a, a you know a great thrill to work work with. The the biggest memory I have of it was uh, RJ and I standing in the middle of a ring, and and the house was a pretty good house. It was it was over a thousand um, for one of our IWC wrestling shows, and. When we're cutting the promo, riling the fans up and, and and mocking Brett, and then once that that's that 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 guitar, once that electric guitar of Brett's uh, entrance music sting hit, and hearing that, people reacting, you know, goosebumps, you know, because I heard that so many times, reacted so many times, both at home or, you know, as a as a as an audience member growing up. So uh, that was a great thrill, and, and Brett was you know very, you know, very cordial, very nice, uh, you know, you know, told stories was was very easy to to. Talk with so any any, any starstruck um, was kind of eased pretty quickly uh, to make to make to make the make the night go smooth. Did you get trapped in the sharpshooter? I didn't. Um, <laughs> it's actually funny. So uh, the physicality, I, I know I got shit canned. I th I'm pretty sure the physicality came from Harry. It wasn't going to come, and to the point of where even at one point. Uh, Brett and I, you know, we're doing the cat and mouse game outside of him trying to con control me and stop me from my antics. And RJ even said to me while we're out there, he goes, just be careful. He goes, don't get too close to Brett because if you get too close to you, he's going to have to wallop you. And we didn't want Brett doing anything physical that night. So uh, it was a fun kind of, you know, you know, navigating that. But um, no, I, unfortunately, I did not get the honor of being uh, in, in a sharpshooter, but it was still uh, one of the most memorable nights of my uh, of my time working around this crazy business. Uh, 1992 fast forward to today. Mm -hmm. Uh, what two wrestlers can evoke that motion emotion for you? That's such a great question. You know, I mean, I, I really come to just appreciate, I mean, I, I know it's kind of cliche given right now, but, um, you know, Roman Reigns evokes emotion. It's amazing what he does. MJF evokes emotion. It's amazing that he's been able to do it both. Uh, as being the top heel, and now he's transitioning to being a top babyface. Um, Cody Rhodes is a rare breed for 2023 to be 
a pretty, you know, there's no middle fingers. There's no drinking beer. There's, you know, there's not that anti-authority. He's kind of the more traditional all-American good guy, but he does it in a way that like feels like feels believable. Like it doesn't come off as, uh, you know, this is too, too goody goody. Um, yeah, so a couple of those names right there, uh, I, I would say just immediately when I when I see them, uh, they have the ability to manipulate emotions uh, amongst the best of them. Um, Stone Cold Steve Austin said one of the most intellectual things I've ever heard somebody say, and it was the generation you grew up watching was the best generation in your opinion um, because you grew up watching. It was the best, you know, um, because it's not like, football or baseball where you could say well these yankees that won the most games out of any other team were the best team of all time uh because that's statistics um for you you go back you watch that match you're still a fan today and, and it's about you know mo emotions buying in all that stuff but when you're in the industry sometimes you become a little jaded we become a little hardened like you said You'll go back and watch it as a fan, but then you're like, oh, I see what they did there. Oh, I see. Because you were totally clueless, but mm -hmm. now you've been clued in. Mm -hmm. um, is there any match that holds up to those standards today, or that's still your Mount Rushmore match? That's probably still my Mount Rushmore match. I mean, I, I mean, there's been some other ones that, I mean, you know, just this past year, last WrestleMania, the WrestleMania 39, I thought the match that Rhea Ripley and Charlotte put on was maybe the best women's match I've ever seen. And one of the, again, I put it up there as one of the best matches I've ever seen. Um, and I also think it's kind of ironic going into that because uh, that was one where they felt they should have been main eventing, right? It's for the title, uh, but they did not. They, 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 they couldn't beat out the Usos and Kevin Owens, the Sami Zayn story being, being the last. And they certainly... Um, you know, made said here, go ahead and take that, follow that. You know, that match gives me great energy, you know, for, for different, for some different reasons, you know, the Ironman match between Sean and Brett that would happen a couple years later in 96, you know, that always sits there with me, you know, a little bit, a little bit different component to it, obviously with the gimmick of, you know, we're going an hour, no matter what. Um, but yeah, I still, I still am always going to call back to this match to again, for the principles of what's being done in Roddy versus Brett and, and just, History again for me, my history of being the first I can remember. Also looking at it, things again. You know, Brett's kind of coming out match, as you know, as you noted that that he said that this match did for him. This is actually too the only time that Piper held a title in WWE. This is it. So, and so from a historical perspective, now thirty years later, that's kind of crazy that he had this title for two months, two three months, and then this is him dropping it, and he's never going to see a title again in WWE. Not that he needed. Yeah, he it. never he never saw a singles title. He was tag team champion with Flair, uh, for that mm. a, a brief bit. Um, but it was his only singles title. And there's a guy who could definitely, you know, if Roddy Piper came along the scene today, definitely be a world champion within WWE. But yeah, it was a big deal when he won. It was a big deal. And when he lost it, but that's what titles are, are supposed to mean uh, that you are the guy. Cause you're the, the, the person holding that title. Um, well, I'm, and if also as from a wrestling standpoint, from, a fan standpoint, the best part about that match, it still holds up today. And it holds. I, I highly it, recommend people watching it if you're a fan, as well as if you're in the wrestling industry, because you'll see, again, like I said, two great storytellers.
it definitely holds up, and I think it shows you that you don't need a lot of bells and whistles. You don't need a lot of smoke and mirrors. This, I mean, look, the the, the first strike that happens in the match is Piper slapping Brett, and then later he gives him a short punch when he when he cheap shots him. You know, it's it's very straightforward, very basic. I, I think it, it goes to show that you don't need a lot of bells and whistles. You just need good execution. And there's just so many little things to watch. The way Piper's locked his eyes on Brett on that long aisle way as he's walking uh, to the ring. It just There was such just little things to watch, details that, like, it's a little thing, but it did so much for the entire presentation and, again, the entire making me believe. So uh, this match, again, yeah, still holds up and will hold up still uh, in another 30 years. Well, with that being said, I want to thank you for your time. And this is my good friend and co-host, uh, Justin Labar's match that made him. Busted Open is part of the SiriusXM Sports Podcast Network. If you enjoyed this episode and want to hear more, please give a five-star rating and leave a review. Subscribe today wherever you stream a podcast. Catch the full three hours of Busted Open Monday through Saturday at 9 a.m. Eastern on SiriusXM Fight Nation, channel 156. Go to SiriusXM.com backslash Busted Open Trial to start your free trial today. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. 